Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into her presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is she that made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to her. Bless her name. For the Lord is good. Her steadfast love endures forever and her faithfulness to all generations. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 23 through 31. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make with them a covenant of peace and banish wild animals from the land, so that they may live in the wild and sleep in the woods securely. I will make them in the region around my hill a blessing, and I will send down the showers in their season. They shall be showers of blessing. The trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield its increase. They shall be secure on their soil, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and save them from the hands of those who enslaved them. They shall no more be plunder for the nations, nor shall the animals of the land devour them. They shall live in safety, and no one shall make them afraid. I will provide for them a splendid vegetation so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land, and no longer suffer the insults of the nations. They shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. You are my sheep, and the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God says the Lord God. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, make you complete in everything so that you may do his will, working among us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Tuesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This readings come this morning's readings come to us from Psalm 100, Ezekiel 34, and Hebrews 13. The uh, readings yesterday were, um, I read from the RCL, but um, I was, I also made uh, the reflection and the prayer reflect Florian's feast day, um, and that's something I'm trying to do to make the, uh, the Soldier Saints feast days a little bit more timeless, but um, 
to my knowledge, and I stick with the Lesser Feast and Fast, which is this Episcopalian uh, resource for um, saints and their their scripture readings and sometimes short prayers called collects that are oriented toward uh, the particular gifts or, or life of the saint in question. Um, but some of the soldier saints are a little bit more obscure, and so I'm I'm hoping in the future to uh, create or draft or propose readings for these different saints who are kind of obscure. Um, and so if you want to help do that, let me know. Reach out to me on social media. Um, this morning, um, the readings are um, following uh, the theme from uh, last Sunday, which is on the shepherd um, and the um, the we we did Psalm 23 last week, which is this really popular psalm, and it it uses that imagery of the shepherd. And this morning we hear in Ezekiel how um, I think yesterday was Ezekiel as well um, how David is going to be this kind of um, exemplar this of the shepherd um, that um, that David being a servant. Um, who also was, in fact, a shepherd. He was, you know, during the, the Cinderella story, when Samuel was coming around to find the new king after Saul, David was the youngest, or is the youngest, and he was off tending the sheep, and Samuel had to ask, you know, are there is there another son that you haven't shown me? Um, and so David is um, not just kind of a symbolic shepherd, he was literally a shepherd, and he rose to be king. Um, and the the emphasis on lowliness and humility, I think, is um, just woven into um, our tradition, um, and it's why it's so important to uh, for military ministry that that I uh, recommend, I suppose, or that I try and shape around um, the the humble, hardy folk who are kind of caught in the middle between all these stereotypes. Um, People who you know are uh, are much more focused on doing their job and doing it well and keeping their head down and, and kind of doing what's asked of them um, because they don't expect much and when you don't expect much everything is a gift. Um, there's no way that David ever would have expected to be made king, um, but he was he was kind of up to the task. He was I think he bordered on egotism, especially later in life. Um, but there's this episode that I always think of not long after he's been anointed um, his some of his older brothers are with the um, the armies of Israel and David or I'm sorry Goliath is challenging them this nine-foot giant Philistine and none of the Israelites are willing to go up against him and so David decides he's going to do it and it's it's this kind of scrawny little um, scrappy, scruffy little shepherd boy who has a big head, or seems to, and as he comes down the hill, his own brothers accuses him of of being um, of having a big head, of of doing it out of arrogance or, or vanity or something. And David kind of says, well, should I not do it? Like, should I say nothing and do nothing? Um, he doesn't deny um, whether or not he might be vain, which I think is this kind of weird, um, I don't know, like double entendre. 
Like, he doesn't deny it, but that's precisely... I don't know, that seems to me to be right, that, like, if people are going to say that, let them say it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything about what's going on. Um, and so shepherds, um, the people who are thought of as lowly and poor and in need and destitute, um, those are the people that typically God seems to, to favor. Um, the lowest ranking grunt, um, the slowest runner, the guy who just barely passes his PT test, those are the folks that historically in, in scripture um, are the ones that kind of come from behind um, and, and pull out kind of things that you never would have expected. Um, and that's a, that serves as a warning against all of us who kind of get you know, a big head without uh, the requisite humility um, that um, it's, a, it's a reminder, a kind of a warning against letting some of our accomplishments go to our head. Um, and uh, that being said, I did want to mention um, uh, something of a prayer request. Um, the, for, I don't know, I guess a couple of weeks, maybe just about two weeks now, there's been this opportunity, this possible opportunity to contribute to the COVID-19 fight um, by sterilizing uh, personal protective equipment. And this opportunity pays well. Um, it's meaningful, but it also, I mean, it'd be a nice paycheck. And um, I wasn't really sure it was going to happen and, and until finally last night I, I got the go-ahead. And um, uh, There's a nonprofit in Ohio uh, that's doing uh, these massive um, sterilizations of, of masks, mostly, but also other PPE. And um, I'm, I think, I'm fairly confident that um, I'll go ahead and go and do a 21-day deployment or assignment or whatever, cleaning PPE, uh, which means that uh, my partner and our daughters are going to be um, on their own for three weeks, or, I mean, clearly, but um, Laura's a really capable parent, but <laughs> anybody that has two kids, especially one that's just starting to crawl and climb, um, makes it really difficult. Um, part of it is that it pays well and all expenses are paid. They, they give you per diem for food. They put you up in a hotel. They give you a rental car. Um, they pay you to train. Um, and that's a really awesome thing. Um, but it also, on another hand, is meaningful work. And um, it will allow me to feel like there's something that I'm doing besides just avoiding getting sick and, and flattening the curve, but actually, actually proactively contributing to this fight against the virus. Um, and I, I mention this because I think part of that drive in many of us, I know in me, um, that we got from the military is to, to stand up and, and fight. Uh, you know, whether it's a, a global pandemic or a nine-foot giant, um, there's times that you know, there's just something that pushes us to want to do something to help. Um, and different people scratch that at different ways. Um, it's certainly a, a different equation with 
um, young children and a family. Um, but the military uh, uh, and my time in the military uh, has taught me that uh, that if nobody sacrifices, nobody gets anything. Um, it's a tragedy that that the military, at least as a form of sacrifice, is uh, borne by so few, and that few is getting fewer and fewer. Um, military families um, are are the ones bearing the brunt in there, and typically you'll enter the military if your family's been in the military. Uh, and so it's this kind of um, uh, increasing concentration of people that um, go into the military uh, as a form of national service that carries with it a, a, a certain kind of sacrifice that um, a lot of Americans aren't making. Um, and so it's, I think it's this double-edged sword to to be a veteran or to be somebody in the military and want to contribute even more in some way. Um, the fact of the matter is it'll be really helpful financially, and um, but it will also be something that's meaningful and it's also going to be a sacrifice for, for my family. Um, I don't know exactly how much more of a risk I'm, I'm putting myself in terms of cleaning this stuff, um, but traveling to and from training, to and from the deployment site, and then coming back to um, our home here in Maryland certainly carries with it risks. Um, and so that's um, my own prayer request. Um, I know I've been asking for prayer requests from others since this podcast started. I hope you'll feel comfortable sharing those requests with me uh, by email. You can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash IamLoganMI. Um, but I'm I'm happy to pray, uh, share your prayers um, or your, your praises, prayers and praises. We used to say in youth group, um, and uh, and and uh, do what I can to um, divide your grief or multiply your joy. Um, many of uh, many folks in uh, the circles that I run in um, have been talking about May the Fourth not just being Star Wars, um, but also the one-year anniversary of the death, sudden and really kind of surprising death of Rachel Held Evans, uh, who was a really good speaker and writer um, and really inspiring figure who also had uh, a family. I think two children, I don't know if they're both girls. Um, And that is um, a a huge tragedy Um, and also is serves for me as a reminder of, of what the stakes are. Um, at, at least in, in this, like the risks are there, but um, they remain risks until either they come true and I start showing symptoms or uh, they don't. And I always just see them as risks. So I hope you'll pray for me. Uh, I hope that you will allow me to pray for you and I'll continue to um, share morning prayers um, for High Church Low Lives as much as I can. Uh, I think I should be able to do it uninterrupted. If you'd like to co-host, um, also let me know, reach out to me. I'm happy to uh, have you read scripture if you really feel like there's something uh, related to a reading or not that you'd like to record a reflection on. Uh, I'm happy to you know, do that as well. Um, but I do appreciate my, your continued support and um, listening into these and um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing uh, these prayers and others uh, going forward.
prayer for the fourth week of Easter from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.